Good morning. This is Psalm 95, 1 through 7. O come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us make a joyful noise to the rock of our salvation. Let us come into his presence with thanksgiving. Let us make a joyful noise to him with songs of praise. For the Lord is a great God and a great king above all gods. In his hands are the depths of the earth. The heights of the mountains are his also. The sea is his, for he made it, and his hands formed the dry land. O come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our maker. For he is our God, and we are the people of his pasture and the sheep of his hand. Today, if you hear his voice. up a couple of weeks ago, a series in Hebrews, which gives us an opportunity, I think, to look at something that we are in the practice of doing, but we don't always think about it, maybe as carefully as we should. And that today is actually what we're doing here in gathering. I want us to look at just a couple of things, and we're going to keep it very, very simple today. As we give a couple of images that I think will be helpful for you and I to keep in mind, not just today, but even as we go forward in days and weeks to come, so next Sunday, the Sunday after that, the Sunday after that. I'd love for some of these images to really shape how we approach a given Sunday, shape how we approach thinking about our gathering together as believers. There are so many places we could go to talk about when we gather what is that supposed to look like? But I, again, I want to keep things simple and hopefully memorable for you today. So we're going to consider just two images. And I want you to think of our gathering, first of all, as a refuge. One way to think about our gathering together is that our gathering is a refuge. If you were to look and try to find a description, a definition of a refuge, you would find something like this. It's a place that provides shelter, a place that provides protection or safety. So as we gather, as you think about gathering with other believers, I'd love for that image to to shape how we think about our time together. So there's a picture I wanted to show, and this picture has always fascinated me. It's a picture I... uh, It's a lighthouse off the coast of France, and this is like, I looked it up, it's not a fake picture, you never know these days, but this one actually was taken around 1989-1990. So the picture, it's a picture of a lighthouse at La Jument. The photographer is Sean Guichard, as you see, he was actually taking this photo as he was flying by on a helicopter, and that's how he got this pretty remarkable shot. So the lighthouse keeper, there's not one today, it's fully automated now, but when there was a lighthouse keeper, like the keeper, whose name was Theo, heard the helicopter coming by, and so he opens the door and looks out, and that's when, like, there's, I think, four different frames of this picture, and that's when Jean took the picture of Theo there, and you can see him, like, right at the door. You can barely see him, but you can see him opening that door, and the, this has always struck me because it's like there's this wave and John quickly like, got in the lighthouse and shut the door, and he was safe, and he was protected. But I think, imagine that kind of wave crashing. Imagine the sound it would make as it crashed against that lighthouse. And yet, there was a refuge. There was a place of shelter. There was a place of safety. That picture, I think if you had that in mind as we come to gather, 
as believers, I think it could help you. Because as you see a picture you're reminded of a shelter, it could remind you of the fact that Psalm 62, 7 says, my salvation depends on God, who is my strong rock. My refuge is God. Another place in Scripture, Psalm 91, says that the one who lives under the protection of the Most High dwells in the shadow of the Almighty. And so the psalmist says, I will say concerning the Lord, who is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust, he himself will rescue. His faithfulness will be a protective shield. Psalm 142 and verse 5, the psalmist says, I cry to the Lord. And this is what I say, you are my shelter. Proverbs 18.10, the name of the Lord is a strong tower. And the righteous run to it. And they are safe. They are protected. God is our refuge, which we need a refuge. I mean, you see the picture of the waves. And you see a picture of how like, stormy, how turbulent it can be. But this world, like those are just you know, waves that are from an ocean. What about the waves of this world? A world that can be very dark and difficult and depressing and disorienting. We're reminded that there will be waves that will crash against our lives and we will need a shelter. We're reminded in Ephesians 6 that we are up against evil forces in heavenly places, not a figment of our imagination. First John 5.19 would tell you, tell you and me that we are, this world, this whole world is under the sway of the evil one. John 15, Jesus was telling his disciples, if the world hates you, understand that it hated me before it hated you. If you were of the world, the world would love you. But I have chosen you out of the world. The world hates you. That's why in 1 John 2, we're told not to love the world. Romans 12, 2, we're, we're told not to be conformed to it because this world is going to like crash against us and we're going to need a shelter. We're going to be reminded. I mean, the video to me is just this stark contrast, the video that we saw earlier of all these kids smiling and the beautiful lives and families that represents. And then you, you see a taste of this world and it's so dark and it's so difficult. And people endure so much. And we need a refuge. Jesus had said in John 16, you will have suffering in this world, but you can be courageous because I've overcome the world. We need a refuge. I wonder if we just hold that image in our mind of God being our refuge, but I want to even expand it. And it's not just that God is our refuge, but we gather in the name of Jesus. We gather in worship to our Father. We gather in worship of God, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And as we gather together with other believers, while we cannot see God, we can see each other, and we function this meeting. Sure, it's, it's ordinary. Sure, we go through a lot of this kind of same routine. Sure, there is familiarity. Sure, we're just sitting in a gym with blue seat. I, I get that. But I also recognize, could it be that as we walk into a room with other believers, God does something in this particular time at 11 o'clock each week, reminding us we have a refuge, that God is our refuge. We see other believers, and they remind us of our hope. They remind us that we can have strength. We may not feel like singing, the Lord is my salvation, but we can look around and see other believers and they're singing it. I just think about our gathering and I think about when you walk in and people greet you and people talk to you, or at least they should, or you should be greeting them. And I think about what that provides of like, this is a safe place. This is a place of refuge. It's what it's meant to be. I think of when you drop kids off and you think of the crazy world they're living in, but then they get dropped off 
with an umbrella, with, I mean, just safety and, and shelter with workers that love them who aren't getting paid a dime but want to love your kids. And I think about the call to worship. Even Nathan led us in a call to worship. It takes us to a big God, not a small God, a big God who is all wise and all powerful. And it's our refuge. And we remind ourselves again, right from the beginning of a service, we have a refuge. We have strength in who God is. He's mighty to save. He's our rock. And we start singing and reminding ourselves of this. And then you hear a person pray and they pray for you. They pray about a need And you've not told them of that need, but they pray for you because God has led them to do that and it provides another layer of refuge. I think of what refuge we get in the Lord's Supper as we come together. And I think of all the guilt that we could carry, all the shame that we could carry. And the world really doesn't have a solution to help us with that guilt and shame. The world would say, you do you, and if we don't like that, we'll just cancel you. And yet we come to the Lord's table And we're reminded of an eternal covenant, a covenant that is sealed in Christ's blood that isn't going to change, that God is for us and is not against us. And it provides a refuge in this world that is dark. We hear God's word read and there's, we're not escapists. Like we know there's still problems, but as God's word is read, even as Jared read it a moment ago, we are his people. We are the flock of of him. He cares for us. He is our good shepherd. He is the great king. As God's word is explained, it just stabilizes us and we may come in very weary. And it's understandable. We may come in dealing with, I I noticed this morning all the songs that we sang that like talked about death, certainly not because we're morbid. It is because we live in a world where that, that hurts. And some of you are dealing with that. Some of you are feeling the sting of death. And we sing about that and we remind ourselves that God is our shelter. Yes, even when even when it comes to losing someone that deeply, deeply matters to us, even when it comes to our life being, being done and our time being done, we can sing about that knowing this isn't fantasy world. We're not just making stuff up. We're not delusional. Life is hard and life hurts. But as we gather, there is a refuge that God provides. And I think how many people need that refuge? How about that? mom or dad that brings their kids alone because another spouse doesn't come or they're a single mom, single dad. I think about the high school student who almost every day of this school year probably dealt with some just mess, some trash that they had to deal with, some getting beat up, getting beat down for this and for that. And then there is a refuge like, no, there's safety. There's safety here. I think of the person that is dealing with a a, a difficult marriage where every day seems like tougher than the last. I think of the person that is just struggling with, maybe struggling with sexual sin, maybe struggling with something that has just made their life extremely hard and, and here is a refuge. Here is a place of safety. I think of the person that goes out and works and they work all week long and and maybe it's a professional environment or in the trades and and they're working in an environment where God's name is taken in vain just like it's nothing and they have to hear that and they have to hear all the gossip and all the slander, all the sexual innuendo, all the jokes and it just feels like they get done with work and they feel filthy and then they come into the house of the Lord. They come into this place and it is a refuge I desire that. I desire for people that don't even know Jesus to realize something is different. And it's not about the, the, the drywall and it's not about the flooring. It's something different because the people of God are here. And where God's people are, there's a refuge. 
I'd love for you to have that image. I'd love for next week and the week after that for you to have that image. And when we come together as a body of believers, when we come to this place, God does something. And sure, it's an ordinary thing. I mean, we have plans and we have an idea of what we're going to say and we have some familiarity about it to help serve, but there is something that only God can do and that is confirm in your heart, it is going to be okay. I can face another day because my Savior is alive. I can look at the hardest thing and know that even just for a few moments, my weary soul got some respite. And I'm reminded, yes, God knows exactly where I am. And he cares deeply about who I am and what I'm doing and what I'm facing. I think it would change all of our mindsets if we thought of We are going to come into this place. We are going to come next Sunday at 11 o'clock, the week after that, and it will be a shelter. It will be a refuge, a place of protection in a world that is hard. I'd love for you to have that image, but I'd also love for you to add to that another image. And this may be one that you haven't thought of as much, but I wonder if you could see our gathering as an embassy. As an embassy. Again, this may not be the most familiar image. It's certainly not uh, original with me to think through a church and a gathering as an embassy. But, but like, walk with me on this. So several years ago, I was on a mission trip in West Africa in the country of Niger, and we were staying in the capital city of Niamey, and right across from the guest house we were staying in was the U.S. Embassy. And so there's a picture of it I wanted you to see, and you see some familiar things on the compound that is the U.S. Embassy right there in West Africa. You see, the, you see the flag, you see the seal that was reminding me, even though I am a long way from home, there was a reminder, and fortunately, I, very fortunately, I didn't need to go into that embassy, for there were no problems, it was a wonderful trip, but it's just a reminder that I'm not, I'm not, I wasn't home, the culture was different. I was in a host nation, not my home nation. And, and you think of embassies, and embassies have ambassadors who are representing like another nation, they're, they're a guest, but they're representing another nation, another sovereignty, another entity. I, I, I want you to think of our gathering as like this place where we have, we have citizenship, like spiritual citizenship, but, but not here. This is, this is an embassy where, we, yeah, we gather and there's kind of something about us coming together as citizens of somewhere else. We're, we're in this... Uh, host nation of a a, a broken world. But when we come together, and and so think about that with me. Think about what it means in Revelation 1 or or Philippians 3 that says our citizenship is in heaven. So we're all citizens of a country here on earth. But this says, this is the allegiance that matters most. Our citizenship is in heaven. And we eagerly wait for a savior from there. The Lord Jesus Christ shall transform the body of our humble condition into the likeness of his glorious body by the power that enables him to subject everything to himself. Our gathering is an embassy. What if we thought of like, this is a place where it's a little piece of home, and by home I mean heaven, where our Savior is. It's a place where our allegiance first and foremost is to him. We've been made a kingdom according to Revelation 1. We've been made a holy nation according to 1 Peter 2. Ephesians 2, we learned all week that we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works. We don't have to try so hard to fit in in this world because we know this world is going counter against the kingdom of Jesus Christ. 
We don't have to bow the knee to any, any allegiance here. There's no politician that's going to save us. We know our Savior. We're waiting on our Savior to come. We're waiting on King Jesus to come. And when we gather here as believers, there's an invisible aspect of our citizenship. It, it's in heaven, but we gather here and we share it in common. What if we thought about that when we came in? We come in and sure, we have, we have different earthly nationalities. I mean, our church family, by God's grace, is made up of people from a lot of different nationalities, and I love that. People from different ethnicities, people with different, uh, different skin tones, people with different accents, which means it's very important when we say we here, what we're talking about, we. We're talking about those, when we say we as a church, we're talking about a certain kind of citizenship, and that is citizenship that is in heaven. We come together around that. When we sing, we sing, it was finished upon that cross. We're singing songs to remind us, kind of here in our embassy meeting here every week, we're reminding ourselves, this world's not our home. This world's not our home. As much as we love the aspects of what God gives us in this world, this world is not it. And so we sing and we remind ourselves we remind ourselves there is a fountain filled with blood and that fountain means everything to us. We take the Lord's Supper. We're at the table with fellow citizens. When we baptize, we're identifying, here's another citizen of the kingdom of heaven who is waiting for Jesus to come back. Do you see that when we welcome new members? We're welcoming them into a family of citizens. We have a heart for that. When we hear God's word read, we recognize that word, God's word read, he is the great king, like, yeah, we're not going to hear that. I'm not going to see that on my ESPN feed. I'm not going to probably come across that in any news feed that we have a great king. But when I come to the embassy, we're going to hear it. And we're going to hear it loud and clear. We're going to be reminded that this is my story. This is my song. We praise our Savior all the day long. And we need that reminder. We need to hear God's word explained. And then, like, we come together as an embassy but then we're reminded in 2 Corinthians 5.20 that we are ambassadors for Christ. So embassies have ambassadors that go and represent the values of the kingdom. So we recognize this world is not our own, but we also, we have a message. And I love this because it says God is making his appeal through us as ambassadors. We plead on Christ's behalf. Be reconciled to God. We have a message to this world, to this host place. Even though we come together as an embassy, we leave as ambassadors. And we say, be reconciled to God. We, reckon, we recognize things. And this is, again, these are just a couple images that I wonder how it would affect your Sunday mornings. Anticipation, and maybe you've been to church like I have. I've been to worship services, I think, into the thousands of times. And so it's easy for me to take for granted what is just supernaturally going on. It's easy for me to take for granted the fact that God is at work doing some things. It's easy for me to take for granted that people walking through those doors need a refuge and need citizenship. And so I want to speak to you. If you, if you have not trusted in Jesus Christ, so when I'm, I'm talking about a refuge, maybe you go like, I need that refuge. I'm just not sure I have it. Could we have that conversation? Call out to Jesus. Ask him to save you and to rescue you and then do the next thing and that's talk to someone about it. Maybe you say, I, I don't know 
I kind of have identified as a Christian, but it's never been that real and personal. Like when you talk about an embassy, I want to be a part of like a group of citizens of heaven, of Jesus. Could we talk about that more? That would make our day the person that brought you or any of our, any of our staff would love to have that conversation with you. But maybe next week and the week after and the week after you're getting ready to come to a gathering that probably on a lot of accounts will be pretty ordinary. But then God will do something extraordinary, reminding you of a refuge, a protection, reminding you of an embassy where we share the same citizenship. In a moment, we're going to do something very, very special as kind of part of our embassy. But let me close this time in prayer. Our Father, you're so good to us to not just leave us isolated, but to gather us. And so we praise you for that. You can do more than we could ask or imagine with gatherings like these. And so for the person that is weary and tired, I pray regularly that our services here would be a refuge, that our gathering together would be a refuge. And I pray also for those of us, we are citizens of heaven and we're living in a world, a host, a host world that just hard to be a Christian sometimes. So I pray that you will strengthen us and we'll be reminded of our citizenship that really matters, our citizenship in heaven. So remind us of that even as we gather each Sunday and we ask our requests in Jesus' name. Amen.